Hey, good morning. Happy New Year. It's not New Year yet, though, is it? But this is a New Year message because it's New Year's Eve and we're just kind of on the verge, right? New Year's Eve means like the day before. So this is my question for you. What's new? There it is. What's new? You know, that's just like a phrase we say and we don't even really want to know the answer. And like, how are you? When you, you greeted somebody a little while ago and you said, you know, how are you? And you didn't even wait for an answer. It's just, just some one of the things that we say, you know. But, you know, questions like that, you know, let's face it. You just had Christmas, so you got some new stuff, right? I got some new socks. Got socks and underwear. That's what you get every year, right? And the socks don't fit me. So what does that leave me with? <laughs> Not a lot. <laughs> you know, but we get new stuff. You get, you get new shoes. Maybe you, got a, maybe you got a new car for Christmas, a new house. Maybe you got a new job. Maybe you've got a new TV. My neighbor called me uh, yesterday and he said, I got me a new TV. <laughs> you want the old one? And it's, it's, it's like... It's like about the size of that screen up there. <laughs> and I said, no, my wife won't let me have a TV that big. So if you want it, it's got some bad pixels, though, too. You know, he, he, he said, well, they only, you only notice them when they're, you know. Anyways. You got some new toys. I got a new toy. I got a couple of new toys, some new tools. Maybe, uh, maybe you got a new computer, a new phone. The problem with all these things that I'm talking about here is they, they, they're new for about five minutes, right? And then they get old. And then they break, right? That's what happens. It's just, and, and, and the thing is, uh, and this is something I've noticed like most of my life, you know, you get these presents right at Christmas and as I get something new and, and, and it's supposed to make you happy. Right? Or, or content. Like, oh, I'm so happy. I'm so content. Now I got this new thing. I've been wanting it. And, you know, maybe that lasts for how long? Because then you want something else. It's just the way we have. You know, what is going to make us content? What is going to make us happy? Is it getting new stuff? You know, uh, this is one of my favorite passages, and I put it up on the screen because I want you to see it and read it. With me, uh, the psalmist says, Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is nothing on earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. See, something is going to last last forever, but it's not the stuff that we get. It's not the new things of this world and of this life. And yet, God is the strength of my heart, my portion forever. Earth has nothing I desire besides you. Yet, having said all that, the Bible talks about new stuff all the time. Lots of times the Bible talks about new. If you get your little blue letter Bible and you put in new into the search box there, you're going to get lists of new, 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 all kinds of new stuff. 
Some of them are future. Some of them are right now, and some are kind of ongoing. And we're going to talk about some of those today because I I just found it a fascinating subject. I hope you do too and, and get you thinking about this. And then we're going to end with communion today. We haven't done communion in a while. We're going to start this off right. When you, when you think about New Year's resolutions, though, it, it's like always what, what we want to do. This is what I'm going to resolve to do. And my question is, how does that usually work out for you? About as good as it does for me. But the Bible looks at it from a completely different angle. It talks about what God has done, what God is doing, and what God is going to do, or what God wants to do as well. That's the new stuff that I want to think about. I want to think about the stuff that I'm going to, these New Year resolutions that I'm going to make, because it all depends on me. But I want to think, and the Bible focuses in on what God thinks, what God wants to do. So let's start off with number one, those, those things, those new things that happen when, what, when God does, what God does for someone who, who receives and believes in his son Jesus. That's got to be the most important new thing that happens. This new life, this new birth, this new creation, that, that's what way, way more important than a new cell phone, Right? But you've got something new that lasts forever. This is, this is an eternal thing. This is never going to break. It's never going to go away. It's never going to you know, need to be upgraded or updated. Right? This new life. Paul said in Romans chapter 6 that we were buried with him, with Jesus, through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead... Through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. We too may live a new life, or some say walk in newness of life. That's what I want. I don't want my own plan, my own purpose. I want the newness of life that God gives through trusting in Him, through believing in Him. The second thing there that Peter talks about is this new birth. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And you've been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. This new birth. This is something, again, that isn't going to go away. Jesus talked about it in John chapter 3. It's a birth that happens, how? By the Holy Spirit. By the Spirit of God doing a brand new work in your life. And and it's a a new birth that Jesus talked about being born again. He said, "If if you don't have this new birth, if you are not born again, you will not see the kingdom of heaven. He said, you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. So... You know, it's kind of important. If that's the only way we're going to get into heaven or see heaven, that's pretty important that we have that. It's not important that I make a New Year's resolution. It's, it's important that I've been, I've been born again, that I have a new birth. That's new. We sing about it today, number three, this new creation. 
Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5.17, he said, if anyone is in Christ, if anyone is in Christ, he is what? A new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. There's something that happens when we uh, enter in this life with Christ, when we receive this salvation. We, we become a brand new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. Paul said in Galatians 6 that that's what really matters. A lot of this other stuff doesn't even matter. What matters is a new creation, that we have entered into that new life. We have received the new birth. Why do I start with that? Because, again, that's the most important thing. This is what, what is, the, is, the, is the beginning of new, new life that lasts forever and ever and ever. And if we ever lose sight of this, we're in trouble. If it just becomes a social kind of thing and, and we, don't, we don't care about the world around us, that, that without Jesus, they're lost and they will be lost for eternity. Jesus says, you must be born again. Following on from that, and, and again, this idea that so many new things are talking about are, have, are talked about in the, in the scripture. And uh, two more things. Number one here is a new heart. And number two is a new song. I love that. It says in Ezekiel, God, God is speaking in Ezekiel chapter 36. He says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. You see, when God does this work in us and he he puts a brand new heart within us and it's a heart that's motivated. It's a heart that the Holy Spirit is working in us to do what God wants us to do. Again, trying to do that in our own strength and in our own flesh, that's, that's the old way. We can't do it. We just can't do it. But when God puts a new heart and a new spirit in us, that's when things change. That's when things happen. Psalm 40 says this, that he put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Many will see and fear. They, they, they see there's a different song in my mouth. I'm not just singing about, you know, the worldly songs that are out there. And I like a lot of different kinds of music. But you know what? God's given me a new song. It's not the same song as the, that the world is singing because it's, it's mostly very down and, and, and negative and, and uh, fleshly. God's put a new song in my heart, in my mouth. And when people see that you've got a new song, you're singing about something different. They go, wow, what is it? This is what he says here. Many will see in fear and put their trust in the Lord. They're going to see, hey, you, you got something going on different in your life. you got a different song than the one about, you know, my girlfriend left me and, you know, I drank a six-pack of beer and, you know, on and on, the things that the world sings about, like, where is that going to get them? But, but we have a new song. Because he put the new song in our mouth. He put a new heart in us. 
He put a new spirit in us and he put a new song in us as well, a hymn of praise to our God. That's powerful, you know. I love music and music is so, so powerful. But music that comes from the spirit of God is incredible. Incredibly powerful. You know, I'm, I'm reading in uh, the book of Revelation in my, my own reading time and Two places in the book of Revelation, there's a, it says in heaven they're singing a new song. So the new song that we're singing here now, that's just, just getting us ready for heaven. They're going to be singing new songs there. But when you look at the songs that they sing in heaven, guess what they're about? They're all worship and praise like it says here in Psalm 40. You can read about that, Revelation chapter 5, Revelation chapter 14. Next thing I want to say, talking about new, uh, this is a warning for you. This is watch out, beware. In the Gospel of Luke, Jesus said, you know what, we're going to have new wine. And to have new wine, we've got to have new wineskins. And he's talking about, again, the work that the Spirit of God is doing. But there were those who said, you know what? We don't want that because the old is better. Now, in some cases, the old is better. Jim and I were just talking about this. But when God wants to do something new, you know what? The old isn't better. We need to focus on what God wants to do. And sometimes we get stuck in our old ways and, and we miss out. We miss out because we don't want something new. We don't want to change. We like, you know, we like things to stay just the way they are forever and ever. We eat the same food. We you know, drive the same way. We watch the same things. We do the same things over and over and over again. And God's saying, you know, how are we going to get you out of this rut? One other thing about that, Solomon, if you ever read the book of Ecclesiastes, I, reckon, I recommend it. It's, well, I recommend every book in the Bible, to be honest with you. But the book of Ecclesiastes, Solomon, you know, Solomon tried, you know, everything and anything. And, you know, he was looking for the answers of life. But he was very cynical because of the way he saw and, and what he saw in life. And, and, and that's why he cynically said there's nothing new under the sun. But at the very end of the letter, he says, you know what? The most important thing is to fear God and keep his commandments, to have a relationship with him and do what he says. But the fact of the matter is that's not true. There are new things under the sun and God is doing new things. In fact, uh, in Lamentations chapter 3, what does it say? It says, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassions or his mercies never fail. And they are new every, what? Morning. morning. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. When you woke up today, there was something new. Solomon said, there's nothing new under the sun. Oh, yes, there is. For you and me, there's new mercy today. Today, you're, you, you know, I don't know what you maybe have faced this week. Maybe it's been a good week or a bad week. But today, there's new mercy for you. That's wonderful. Because we need it. Isaiah 
tells us what God says, that, that God says he's doing new things. God is doing new things. Isaiah chapter 42 says, God says, see or look, behold, the former things have taken place. They're already done. But he says, new things I declare before they spring into being, I announce them to you. There are new things that God is doing. Isaiah 43 says, see, look, behold, open your eyes. I am doing a new thing. Now, he says, it springs up. Do you not perceive it? He says, I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. Well, if you just say the old is better, you want to stay in the desert, you want to stay in the wasteland, that, I guess that's up to you, right? But, but he says, I'm doing something new and I'm going to make a way in the desert and make streams in the wasteland. I'm going to do a new thing. I'm doing new things. Like I said, it's not about something new that I'm going to do. It's about what, what God is going to do. It's where our focus is. Hebrews says, you know, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Where's the focus in our life? This, is, this next one, though, is kind of the heart of, of what I wanted to challenge each one of us with today. He says in Ephesians chapter 4, he says, You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. He says to be made new or to be renewed in the attitude of our minds. The NLT translates that phrase let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Let the Spirit, the Spirit of God, renew your thoughts and your attitudes. Again, this isn't something that I'm going to do. Well, you know, I'm just going to read a new self-help book and then I'm going to get myself together and I'll make a resolution. I'm going to be such a good person. I am going to be just... Everybody's going to like me because I'm going to be such a good person. And then your husband or your wife says something to you. And it's all in ashes on the ground. No, that doesn't happen to me. He says, let the Spirit of God renew your thoughts and attitudes. This is, we want to look at something new. Let's see what God wants to do. What does God want to do in, in me, in my attitudes, in, in my, my ways of thinking? How I think. Can God do that? We're talking about the Creator God here, right? We're talking about God who is all-powerful and we are human beings and, and for God to be in my heart and life doing something new, giving me a new way of thinking. Maybe there's something in your life. You know what? I, I, I believe if you allow God, if I allow God to do a work and I ask him, Lord, do you want to do this in me? That he will. 
I've seen it. I've experienced it. And it's an ongoing thing. Maybe you want to be more kind. Maybe you want more love in your life. Maybe you want to be less selfish. Maybe you want to have an attitude of patience. Thoughts of peace. To be made new in the attitude of our minds. Only God can do that. It's not a resolution I'm going to make. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be that. No. God, I give you my heart and just I I need you to work. I, I want you to work in me and do something in me. Help me in this area. I want to be more like that. I don't want to be like the old man. The old self, the old person where I just do whatever I want and, and hurt whoever I want to hurt and, and just it's all about me and my own selfish wants and desires. So my question is, what does God want to do new in us? You can ask him that. What does God want to do new in you? this year? What does God want to do? Are there things in your life that he wants to like shake up and you've been kind of in a rut? Maybe you've been just, I, you know, the old is better. I just got to get stuck here. But God wants to do something new. What is it that he wants to do? Because trust me, he does. And he's working. He says that he is going to finish that work that he started. Where is that work taking place? In us. In you. Some future things that are going to happen. I'll throw these out there. They're not going to happen. Well, I don't know when they're going to happen, but they're still future at this point in time. Uh, Somebody changed my screen there. There it is. A new body. Yeah. Paul said in Philippians, our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. He's going to give us a new body. He's going to transform. 1 Corinthians 15, you know, he's going to just change everything. And yet we're still going to be the same persons that we are, but we're going to have a brand new body. I look forward to that, you know. But, but he talks about it in the context as well of waiting for the Savior who's coming from heaven. And we, you know, I don't know about you, but... but uh, these days, the stuff that's going on in our world today, it's like, Jesus, come quickly, because this is, in, this is not good what's happening. It's not good what's happening. The wars and the things that you see lining up and the, the different, uh, uh, it's just bad, just plain bad. And I, you know, I can't see that it's all going get, to like, get better. So where does our hope lie? Our hope lies in Jesus and him coming for us. But it says that he will transform our lowly bodies. 
Revelation chapter 2 and, and 3, as well as Isaiah chapter 62, talks about us receiving a new name. That's going to be exciting. Peter talks about new heavens and a new earth. Revelation 21 talks about a new heaven, new heavens and a new earth. And Peter says, in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth, the home of righteousness. And John says in Revelation 21, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. There was no longer any sea. There's a lot of new stuff on the horizon, folks. Now, I don't want to be one of those that say, but I want the old earth. Right? I want earth and this world the way it is now. I don't know about you, but I want the new heaven and the new earth. We can't be stuck in that. So, so looking ahead, looking forward, looking to what God has, something new. He talks about a new Jerusalem near the end of the book of Revelation. He says, I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. The new Jerusalem. I hope this stuff is hopeful for you because, you know, we've got a lot of new stuff that's on the horizon for us. At the very end of the book, well, in chapter 21, I should say, verse 5, God says this. It says, He who was seated on the throne. And one of the most incredibly beautiful pictures and, and powerful pictures in the book of Revelation is the throne of God. It's all like... It's all like surrounding the throne and, and, and all the worship and, and all the people and all the angels and the creatures. and It's around the throne. But it says here in Revelation 21, he says, He who was seated on the throne, he says, I am making everything new. Everything new. And then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. God says, I'm making everything new. Am I going to make anything new? No, but God says he's going to make everything new. This, this creator, this God of the universe, he's doing new things. And you know what? Again, you and I, you and I, this thing is doing weird stuff. You and I need to keep our eyes on him. Not what I'm going to do. Not my resolution, but God's power and what God is going to do. That's what's new. What's new? You ask somebody, what's new? And they ask you, what's new? Well, you know what? God has got something new. And God's doing new things. And God is going to do new things. And, and if there's anything new, it's what God is going to do. Not me. So we got to keep our eyes on him. One more thing that we'll finish with, and I told you we were going to have communion. One more thing is this, is the, the new covenant. Luke chapter 22, it says, He broke bread. That is Jesus. And he gave thanks and he broke it. He took bread and he gave thanks and he broke it. And he gave it to them saying, this is my body given for you. 
Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup and he said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Hebrews chapter 9 says, For this reason, Christ is the mediator of a new covenant, that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance now that he has died as a ransom to set them free from the sins committed under the first covenant or the old covenant. So we have the old covenant and we have the new covenant, the first covenant and the new covenant. Basically, the new covenant is trusting in what Jesus did. The old covenant was the law, the law that you and I had to fulfill to get into heaven, to have a relationship with God. We had to fulfill and keep all the law, do everything the law said. The law came, God says, the word of God says that God gave us a law so that we could see that we can't do it and that it would lead us to Christ who can. So this new covenant, what is it all about? We're going to partake of communion now. It's the fact that Jesus did it. He said, this is my blood poured out for you. This is my body given for you. And do this in remembrance of me. Do this remembering what Jesus did for you and for me. This is the new covenant. This is not the old way where you and I try to live a good life, be a good person and all that business. That's that's not going to get us anywhere. But what Jesus did, what Jesus did, that's, that's what gets us everywhere. That's what gets us into heaven. That's what gives us hope. That's what gives us future and eternal life. So let's pray together first, then we'll pass out the communion. But first, let's take a, a minute or two to pray and, and, and just kind of settle our hearts before him. God, you know, what is going on in my life? And, you know, do I have these things? Do I have a new birth? Do I have the, the new creation, the new life? Is my life been transformed, a new heart, new spirit within me? And, and maybe... There's something new that you want to do in my life. You want to open up my life in a, in a way that I haven't even expected before, that I had no clue about. We need to be open to, to what God wants to do, the new things that he has for us, and then the hope that we have. He said, Peter said, we've been giving a new birth into a living hope, that we have hope that God's future is very, very bright. Though things don't look so bright around us in the world today, the future is very, very bright. Our Father in heaven, we thank you that you are the God that can do all things. And Lord, I, I thank you for your word, how there's nothing uh, that, that is not thought of, that you haven't planned ahead and that you have so many new things for us and that that things that will last forever, things that are eternal, things that will never uh, fade, even our inheritance says it will never perish, never fade, kept in heaven, reserved in heaven for us. That's going to be something new. Not going to break down like that cell phone that you have in your pocket. Lord, all you ask is that we would look to you, the author and the finisher of our faith. 
who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. We look to you, Jesus. Today, as we wrap up, as we begin to prepare our hearts for communion, we look to you and the, the cross that you poured out your life, you poured out your blood to pay the price for our sins, for my sin, that I would be completely forgiven forever and ever. What a wonderful thing, the cross of my Savior Jesus. Make sure that you're right with him. Make sure that you're, you're just, if there's something you got to let go, just let it go. If there's something you need to pray and ask for him to cleanse and wash, just do it now. If you need to, to be right with him for the very first time, just surrender and say, Jesus, I need you. I, I ask you into my heart and my life. My, my heart is open to you today. Be an easy way to remember. New Year's Eve, 2023. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you have done, all that you are doing, and all that you are going to do. Thank you for that, Lord. Our hope is in you. In Jesus' name. And we're going to pass out the communion and please hold on to it and we'll partake together.